Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Influence with Michelle Martin on Your Money, only on Money FM 89.3. Can those free security apps that you use to protect your accounts against theft themselves be hacked? Most people don't think twice about using those apps that generate a code to meant to verify your identity when you're logging into various services. But are mobile authentication apps that form the second layer of 2FA systems not all the same? Do mobile app-based 2FAs have greater vulnerabilities than others? Viki is a Singapore-based, software-based digital security company. And they tell us that their research team have uncovered a design flaw present in most mobile authentication apps. They're often called soft tokens, which many businesses, including many banks, use. And they tell us this vulnerability can leave these organizations cryptographic keys vulnerable to bad actors v keys chief technology officer chiang kai er joins me live for more chiang kai can you describe this flaw discovered and what is it a potential window for sure yeah so uh, as a mobile security company our security research team have been uh, actively looking for mobile related security vulnerabilities on an ongoing basis so in this case we are looking at how our technology can complement the security of key store and keychain, which are provided by Google and Apple respectively and Android and iOS. And we were surprised by what we discovered as we did not have to reverse engineer any of the apps. All we did was looking into how a malware app may be able to access the key store and keychain entries of an authentication app. And we discovered that it's uh, highly possible even if hardware-based protection is used, such as the secure enclave in iPhones. Okay, can you describe again what this is a potential window for and this flaw? Does it vary on various different mobile authentication apps? Okay, so um, most of these uh, authentication apps that use cryptographic keys to generate the codes uh, used for user identification. And uh, these apps uh, uh, can be likened to a treasure chest which only these keys can open. So if these keys are stolen, a hacker will be able to then authenticate transactions or signed documents on the user's behalf. So this is why most authentication apps try to make use of the safest storage available for these keys. And um, so what we have discovered is that uh, actually most of the authentication apps that people use mm-hmm. today mm-hmm. Uh, can uh, enable the hacker to make unauthorized transactions or signed bogus documents. And this is especially true for jailbroken phones, rooted devices, or models uh, that are susceptible to what is known as a privileged escalation vulnerability. We call this design flaw the trust gap uh, because the secure enclave can be misguided to trust the malware app is, uh, that is authorized to access another app's secrets. Um, if you like, I can give a real-life example. Yes, so. that would be great. Yeah. So, so as a real-life example, now mm-hmm. imagine uh, someone using a mobile authentication app to generate OTPs, one-time passwords, mm-hmm. for 2FA or signed digital documents. Mm-hmm. One day they see an interesting mobile game app, they decide to download, install and try it out. What a user doesn't know is that this gaming app is actually malware that exploits a privileged escalation vulnerability and the trust gap flaw to target their mobile authentication app. And the result will be that the malware gets access to the user's authentication keys, thereby allowing the hacker to control the malware, uh, and log into the user's account and perform unauthorized actions. 
As the attack get targets the underlying security components that most apps make use of, it actually works very consistently across all the popular authentication apps that we have examined. So what exactly, you know, does this enable bad actors to do? I mean, there's supposed to be two layers in any 2FA system, right? And this is the second layer. So would they still need, for example, my um, uh, identity, my passcode, even if they did have the random number codes, if they were able to link that to, say, my cryptocurrency exchange, wouldn't they need more information to appropriate my digital identity? Yeah, that's a great question. It actually depends on how the login has been designed by mm-hmm. the application. So, uh, so you're right. Some logins actually make use of not just the authentication app, but also the user's password. Mm. Uh, So if the user's password is not known to the hacker, then there's no way the hacker can log in on the user's behalf. Uh, But we have also increasingly seen um, many uh, authentication uh, logins where they do not require the the password for the the user. So Mm. all they need is, uh, for example, just the fingerprint Mm -hmm. to unlock the phone. And then uh, after that, using the uh, authenticator app to perform the login. So in that case, uh, if the, the hacker is able to make use of the keys uh, for authentication, uh, then he will be easily be able to bypass uh, the, the protections because password is not needed. I see. Troubling. Chiang Kai-er is Viki's Chief Technology Officer. We're discussing the trust gap that they've discovered. Uh, has this flaw already been used by hackers, Chiang Kai? So far, we have not seen reports of similar attacks. But I wouldn't be surprised if someone who has discovered the flaw may have been stealthily making use of it to compromise user accounts. Such attacks can be done stealthily without the user or app developer realizing what had happened because the authentication app doesn't even have to be running. Gosh, so this sounds serious. Have you reached out, I understand you have, to Google and Apple and what has their response been about this flaw? Yeah, so as a responsible security research team, we have contacted Google and Apple quite a while ago mm. uh, since the flaw lies within the Keystar and Keychain components. So uh, both Google and Apple responded that they were ultimately not responsible for what users do to their phones. Apple in particular noted that this issue primarily affects jailbroken iPhones, which they could not be held liable for. Uh, but to us, this is uh, essentially similar to the position that gun manufacturers have taken when dealing with gun-related deaths. And uh, so we know that there are many phones that are rooted or jailbroken out there, and we have seen spyware tools being able to attain privilege escalation, even on normal phones. Hence, we strongly believe that apps, especially financial or government ones, uh, have to ensure that they continue to be secure, even if the underlying operating system or OS has been compromised. In fact, the trust gap flaw does not only affect authentication apps. It affects any app that has uh, misplaced trust on the security of key store or keychain. Interesting. So, you know, who is likely to be impacted then? Who uses these soft tokens? You mentioned financial firms, uh, government agencies, perhaps. What is the extent of the impact on businesses and governments if this flaw is exposed? Yeah, so, so indeed there has been a general move towards using the mobile phone for two-factor authentication or 2FA. And uh, many businesses, governments are using it. Um, so people assume that it will be secure as long as they use 2FA. Yep. But only recently do people realize that not all 2FA are the same. Right? So SMS-based OTP has been in the news lately. 
as an example of a weak 2FA that can be quite easily hacked. Now, with the trust gap flaw, actually many users of ad-based 2FA will be caught by surprise when they discover that their accounts can be compromised too. Gosh, in terms of the end consumer, what does this mean for possible impact on us? Yeah, so uh, their accounts for accessing banking services, payments and government services can then be compromised if a hacker targets their app. And this is highly possible as we know that uh, many users use router and geobroken phones and they indiscriminately uh, install apps too. And actually, I'd like to also add for mm-hmm. organizations, uh, it may take only one user's compromised app to potentially hack an entire system. So they have to be extra careful. Yeah, it's a foothold for bad actors, right? Uh, What can businesses and governments and really all of us, even the end users, do to get around this or to mitigate this? The usual advice of not rooting or jailbroking your phone still applies. Mm -hmm. But with lots of spyware and malware that can attain privilege escalation in the news uh, lately, users will have to be extra careful about installing apps. I will also urge organizations that use apps that rely on Keystone and Keychain to apply additional layers of security. And what do you think uh, this impact, does this have any impact on the way that apps can be developed? Yeah, so the trust gaps law demonstrates that app developers cannot simply trust that Keystone and Keychain will be able to fully protect their keys. Mm -hmm. And this applies to Trusted Execution Environment or TEE in general too. So developers uh, will need to consider complementary technologies such as uh, virtual secure element that can protect keys within the app and not be dependent on the on the underlying operating system or hardware. Having multi-layered security is always the best way to go. You know, it seems like it just happened, right? One day there were these physical authenticators and the next day we all had to give them back and we were all, you know, transiting to software that was available on our phones or on the web. It seems like a lot of this was out of our hands in terms of what we use as an authenticator. What can be done now? So actually... Um, Software authenticators is still a very, very good idea because physical authenticators is costly, needs to be replaced, and you cannot uh, perform security patches on it easily. So moving to software authenticators is uh, definitely uh, very good for users, for convenience, as well as uh, to lower the cost for organizations as well. Uh, But uh, because of this trust gap flaw, uh, it's actually important for, uh, like I said, Mm -hmm. for organizations to use uh, different ways, multi-layer security, Mm -hmm. to protect the apps. So so based on our security analysis, a fundamental change in security architecture is ultimately needed. And uh, the best solution is to provide a means to securely identify each endpoint in the system, whether they be apps, trusted security environments, servers, or IoT devices. We need a virtual security element that's bound to every app which can serve as proof of the app's identity and integrity. And the trust gap flaw can then be breached, as any two endpoints will then be able to securely identify each other. So using such an architecture, the secure enclave in the iPhone will then be able to directly identify an app that's trying to access it, even if the OS has been compromised. Well, thank you for taking us into this world, which I think for most people, they don't really think about that their authenticator can be hacked. Chiang Kai Er is Chief Technology Officer at Viki. This is Money FM. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.